Hello and welcome to another episode of the Football Faithful Podcast. Uh, we're a little bit late recording this week, so while we will chat about the games that have happened recently, with eight games gone in the Premier League and an international break coming up, we thought it would be a good chance to step back a little bit and survey the landscape as it stands. Joining me this week, while well, we've got a full house, Peter Henry's here. Hi, Peter. How's it going, lads? Uh, Danny Ward is back. Hi, Danny. How are you doing, boys? And we've got Anthony Kelly. Hi, Ant. All right, gents. How are you doing? Uh, good, good. Right, well, let's uh, start with Manchester United then, Peter, because, uh, well, the season's been going just great, hasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> well, last week was a bit of fun anyway. I mean, it's funny because we were texting during the game, or I was texting you at halftime anyway, and going, that's it, done. He's, you know, the knives were well out. And, you know, obviously nothing like coming back from two down to win 3-2 to kind of get everyone on side, but it's just papering over the cracks, isn't it? Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. Like, you know, it was it was a farce then on... on you know, the Friday night, you know, the story broke that he was gone no matter what happened. And yeah, listen, it's just a farce at the club at the moment. Even Mourinho's press conference, he's still having digs at players and digs at the board at every uh, opportunity. Uh, it's just embarrassing at this stage, walking up to waking up every morning to just go, oh, here we go again. Another, you know, more headlines. Um, I know Man United get more clicks than any other club, so... Not all of it is always true, but there's not like you know there's obviously a lot of issues behind the scene. I really liked Gary Neville's Friday Night Football rant. Yeah, maybe maybe he, just tell us what the, what he was saying there. I just, I'd, I'd say most people have, have seen it now. It's a pretty long rant, but he basically just uh, attacked the, the board again, saying I didn't really I don't really agree with the fact he just won't criticise Mourinho. Like I, he's a bit like me. He kind of you know wanted Mourinho in or. Or was a, is a fan of Mourinho um, and his record in the past or whatever. But it annoys me that he just won't come out and criticise the manager or any managers, really, even though it's really, really obvious that he's a massive part of the problem as well. Um, the board have made a mess of things, but it's not all the board's fault and the players as well. So Gary Neville's solely aiming at the board, um, which isn't, which is true. They've, they've, they've been you know lead players in the shit show the circus you know it's, it's not completely all they're doing as well so so he's a bit wrong in that regard so yeah basically his line at the end for me was uh, you know i know he didn't do moment of the week but like he basically called the chartered accountant uh ed woodward he called him out and he, his line was uh, it's like they're trying to play foot a football manager with the greatest club in the world or one of the biggest clubs in the world. Yeah. I thought was just one of the most scathing put-downs ever. It's not good, Ant, is it really, when you've got players like Gary Neville coming out, but also Paul Scholes more pointedly going after Mourinho as well. These big kind of legends connected to the club. You saw the last time when the knives kind of came out from those guys uh, against Van Hal and against Moyes, and it's happening again. It is, it is. And I think with a club like the size of United, you're always going to have... Um, the ex-players, especially ones who've been so recently successful on the previous regimes coming out. Um, I don't always think they help, um, you know, when Liverpool have been doing badly in the past and some of the ex-players come out. Obviously, a lot of them like Neville and, and Scholes, the big fans, and they want the club to do well. You've got to admire them for the passion. I actually very much thought Gary Neville was spot on. Um, I, don't, I actually agree with Pete. Mourinho is not blameless in the situation, but I admired Neville's passion. He, he, he wants to see his club doing well again. Uh, but that's just something else Mourinho's going to have to contend with. I think any manager going into United is going to have that in the background going on. There's always, you know, a microphone shoved under someone's mouth and they've got something to say. You know, um, I think it's the style of football as well that's really grating on some of the ex-pros, like Marie, um, Scholes and 
and Neville were part of that, you know, the, the famous United sides which played gorgeous football. And I, I just think they look at the style now, and to them, it's not Manchester United. It's it's just some abrasive, ugly way of playing football. And I think that's 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 their take on it. It's something Mourinho's going to have to contend with. I think it's something other Manchester United managers in the future are always going to have to contend with. Yeah, even though the the you know the reports that a lot of people in in the media believed were true when the story broke, and and other football people when the story broke. On Friday, um, you know, even though that part of it was his rant wasn't right, that you know it was the third time a manager looked like being sacked, and the media had been informed before the manager, which is just wrong. Even though that wasn't true, so much more of what he said was completely bang on. You know, about mm-hmm. the phrase he used was the tail the tail is wagging the dog, in that the players are kind of dictating what's going to happen at the club. So it, it, it's it's an absolute. I keep using the word shit show, but it's it's the best word to describe it. I'm kind of actually just sick of talking about it in a way because everywhere I go, it's what people are asking me, and I'm it just I just feel like I'm repeating myself over and over again. But you know, it, it, it's gone now. Like you all know that I was, you know, I fought Mourinho's corner for a long time, and I'm not being, you know, I'm not being a hypocrite or anything, but like. I can. I'm a realist as well. I can see it's completely gone. He's not going to repair that man. That relationship with the players, um, and no. you know his relationship with the board. It, it's gone, and like it's his career is predictable. He obviously doesn't learn from his mistakes. That once he goes this far, he never comes back, and he's just going to keep. It's just going. The whole circus in the media is going to continue. So I don't know why they don't just get rid of him now. It's going to happen. Like their next group of games is, you know, they have Chelsea, they have Juve, Bournemouth, Everton, City. They're not like on current form. That Newcastle performance, okay, they came out in the second half and and they went for it a bit, but like you know, it was all over the shop. Still, the players aren't working for them. They kind of got their shit together a bit in the second half and put in a performance. But I'd say that was for the fans and their own personal pride as much as anything. So on current form, I can't see Man United getting. You know, it's hard to say they'll definitely win any of them games I just li- listed off. So, what, they're just going to sack them in five or six weeks when their chances could be gone in Champions League or their chances are top four are gone. So, they, they, this is the time where the accountant need, needed to have the balls and just say, look, it's, it's over, Jose. Go on, give him his 12 million, whatever his contract is. Okay, I don't like the fact the players have kind of got him the sack, but it is what it is. You can't sack all them, as they always say. So, um yeah, it, it, it's um, they, they really need to show balls. And I know there's no one out there, and I wouldn't take Zidane. I've said it many, many times. I'd just bring Carrick or Nicky Budd up and just, you know, just see the season out. If they wait a little bit, there's a lot of top class. It's still Man United, there's a lot of, and they'll have a big budget. A lot of managers at the end of the season will want to come to Man United and they can get their technical director and the structure behind in order. Um, it might be a case of writing the season off to a certain extent, but you know it, the club's name is just going to be dragged through the mud for the next five or six weeks, and then Mourinho will be sacked. So just fucking do it now. The, the thing is, though, Peter, isn't it? You mentioned those run of games that you've got as well. The, the, the position you're in now in the league and and the points dropped. It mean you know you, you kind of have to win a lot of those games. You know you you can't really afford to drop any more points as well. That's every that's game. The yeah, no, you're. In. You're 100% bang on, Anthony. In the position they are now, in terms of the top four, it, it is almost they have. I wouldn't say, yeah. You go in with the mentality that they're must must win, as as every game should be at a club like Man United. Oh, are you? I'd yeah. say if they lose two of their next three in the league, their their chances in the top four are all but gone. 
And and yep. I, I think they will lose two of their next three, to be honest with you. you know? <laughs> and then what, Peter? Just as you say, write the season off and, and cut your losses, cut your losses with Mourinho, maybe blood young players and just ride it out until the end of the season? Finish eight, no Europa League. <laughs> that's my plan. That's my plan. <laughs> and then have a title assault next season. No, yeah, no, that's what it is. No, but like, yeah, get get the... Um, yeah, give it to Nicky Butt or Carrick. I don't think any of the options out there at the moment are right for United. So, But then they get them in, they'll have to give them a couple of years contract as well. So if, if they do get rid of if they were to get rid of him, say tomorrow, for example, they give it to Carrick or to, to, um, to Butt. Just stop all the shit coming out of the club every two seconds, headlines, all the rest. But just keep their head down a little bit. I'm not saying like right off the season. They still go out and try and do as well as they can. But I'm just saying lower the expectations for this season. And then other top-class managers will come back towards Man United by the end of next season, you know. So, um, for, for me, that's the only viable option now because otherwise, there's still, you know, Mourinho is not there at Christmas. I think, you know, I, you'd be a lunatic to put money on Mourinho being, being there at Christmas. We've seen, we've seen how it plays out over and over again. And this is all predictable. I knew it would happen when Mourinho became manager. Everyone knew it would happen. The only difference is I thought he would win a league in between you know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it's yeah. it's it's just yeah, no balls to sack him because it's only going one way, and I think everyone can see that. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, Danny, let's chat about Liverpool. Then they are in third, level uh, well, level on points with City and Chelsea, pretty much at the top of the table. And you know, results wise, it's looking pretty good. Performance wise, maybe not so much. Yeah, it was pretty poor, uh, pretty poor, Sam. Uh, and I actually thought at the start of the show, I was like. If if this had been the game that we kind of build it to be, and I think uh, Sky Sports build it to be, we would have been starting the show with Liverpool against Man City because that's what we should be talking about. But the game was so poor. Here we are. Uh, it was a really really poor game. Yeah, Liverpool are they're worrying me a little bit. Um, some of their performances. I think that they've uh, obviously it's clear for all to see that they've tightened up. Um, Unbelievably, at the back they look very solid, really tough to beat. I just think they've given up. They've they've given up too much. Down to the change of the style of play, or is it maybe just that the front three are not firing as much as they were last season? Yeah, there's a bit of both. I'd say Sam, um, the front three only have ten goals between them uh, this season. You know, we're eleven games into the season now. You know, so you know we're now where these guys were kind of a goal every. You know, every 0.75 of a game, they're now at a goal every 33, uh, 33% of a game between, give, give or take. And it's not good enough. Um, I don't think they're being supported by uh, by the midfield. It looks like they're missing uh, Alex, uh, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain. Um, Naby Keita hasn't come in and done the job that I, for one, was professing he was going to come in and, and start tearing it up. He's been okay, but he hasn't broken the lines enough. He hasn't. Um, he hasn't been running at defences and opening up defences the way I thought he would. Granted, he's only in the, he's new to the league. He's only 23. I think it will happen for him. But Liverpool are playing with three midfielders who are all very similar, all good, good, honest pros, working their bollocks off. Uh, won't let you down. They're seven out of ten players. They're just lacking a little bit of magic, I think. And the front three, I wouldn't say they're feeding off scraps at the moment. But they're not getting as many chances as they as they were last year. And for once, I think this is 
an international break usually is a curse and it's something that's just looked upon as, oh no, two weeks of this crap. I think Liverpool's players need it, uh, the front three especially. Hopefully they can they can go off and play for their respective countries and nick a goal somewhere and Liverpool's next run of games, now Huddersfield away, Red Star Belgrade, Cardiff, if all three can maybe get on the score sheet at least once, maybe twice in those games, I think Liverpool... Uh, will go to another level but I just think they've given up it looks like and in fairness it's a side that I always used to slate Liverpool about um, (laughs) you know not being able to you know dig out results when they're not playing well they're not playing very well but they've gone to Tottenham played well against Tottenham but they went to Leicester beat Leicester uh, went to uh, Chelsea with a cracking game against Chelsea they played well probably should have won the game and they were mediocre at best against City but City changed the way they play as well because they obviously fear yeah, uh, a, a, a reborn Liverpool. Well, yeah, definitely after the missed penalty. Yeah, <laughs> uh, de- de- Definitely uh, happy with it. I thought City were the better side. Uh, should have had at least two penalties. I thought the Lovren tackle yeah. was, as if ever there was a Lovren, Lovren tackle in a penalty box. <laughs> that, that was it. That was it. Um, yeah, Joe Gomez didn't cover himself in glory. Everyone just blames Lovren, but like, I know, I know, for sure, yeah, definitely. But still, like you're swinging your boot in there, where you've got a, the nippiest of all nippy little lads in there who just needs a touch to spin you, and to just it just kick fresh air. He thought he was, and he just he absolutely mullered him. And at the moment, I wouldn't give Joe Gomez too much stick. I think he's been our best player this season. Um, and Lovren, just once you see the name on the team sheet again, you're like, fuck, it's a bit of a risky one to throw him back in. Apart from the two penalties you should have given away, I thought he played okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, that's as generous as I can be to him. But um, yeah, Liverpool are showing a different side to them. They're showing a side that they can go and they can dig it out. Um, a resilient side. You're now looking at Liverpool and saying, they're probably one of the best defensive units in, in the world or in Europe anyway. But I'm missing the Liverpool of last. I listen. If Liverpool play like this for the rest of the season and end up with a big trophy, I'm happy out. But I am missing the uh, the the lovely free flowing, gag and press and heavy metal, crazy football from last season a little bit. You know, like we'll beat you four three. Well, I think part of that is that you know people felt that they could get at Liverpool last year, so they were leaving space open behind for those front yeah. three to get into. And now Liverpool are controlling the game. And we kind of saw that a bit last season, you know, when teams sat back and Liverpool had to pass the ball around, they kind of got a bit stuck. And maybe that's what's happening now. Yeah, I think Liverpool, if they if they had someone, if Liverpool were playing the style of football they're playing now, and let's say teams, as you said, Sam, teams were adapting to the way they are now and Liverpool were controlling it. If they had someone like uh, Coutinho now, Coutinho, Liverpool didn't miss Coutinho that much last year because, as you said, teams didn't maybe change their style against Liverpool their setup wasn't that much different so it didn't take Liverpool had a lot more spaces um, to create and I just think it might be time to maybe just jig it up a little bit um, and get someone like Shakiri in Adam Lallana is coming back to fitness I know he's been out for over a year now but just someone with that slide rule pass someone with a little bit of guile they're just not getting it from midfield at the moment and uh, obviously like strike, strikers are Strikers can um, 
they can go through a massive uh, dip in confidence. But sometimes it's actually not just down to them. It's down to the guys behind them. And I think if Liverpool get enough chances, um, they'll score enough goals. But I just don't think they're creating enough at the moment. So it might be it might be time for the likes of Shaqiri and Sturridge to come in. Because they've got games, they should win. Maybe just to start giving them some minutes, even Fabinho. Start giving other lads a few minutes. It looks like... You know, Klopp is, he loves his tried and tested lieutenants, and uh, they look a little bit jaded to me. So maybe it's time to just freshen up a little bit. In games, they should win, and that oh, should breed a bit of confidence. Uh, Peter, Liverpool, they're they're up there. They're they're as I said, level on points with the top two, uh, and we've been talking about them as title contenders the whole time. Would you still keep them up there? Yeah, but I, like I, I've, it's really kind of been hitting me over the the last few weeks and um, we might get on to it later but I think Chelsea have just as much of a shout as Liverpool to be in there now we might get on to that a bit later but um, yeah like there's two ways to look at it Liverpool have I think even the lads will admit apart from a little brief spot so far this season they actually haven't been that good their main strength has actually been in defence and there's nothing wrong with that either like fences win your titles as, as they say but yeah there's really two ways to look at it you kind of say Okay, they haven't been good, but they still have 20 points after eight games. And when they, they, they might hit first gear soon enough and then they'll be flying. Or you can look at it the other way and say, maybe they aren't. And I'm not just saying Liverpool fans. I think everybody expected Liverpool, you know, bigged up Liverpool after their summer business to be the team to challenge City. Maybe they aren't as good as, as we all thought they were. Maybe they did change things around a bit too much and it's just not working out. There's really two ways to look at, at it like, we all thought the summer business was like Liverpool blew everyone away in the in the in the transfer market, but you know as Danny says, Keita hasn't been great. Fabinho can't get a game. Um, Allison has is a, is a massive you know upgrade on carries, but that wouldn't have been difficult. I, I just haven't seen enough of him yet to say that he's as good as people say. I thought he looked he looked nervous um, against City on the ball. I don't know if the Leicester things affected him, but he definitely wasn't. You know, as confident on the ball as he was in his first few weeks, and uh, Shakiri, yeah, Shakiri's kind of going to be an impact sub, and he has looked looked good in in um, you know in fits and starts, but I don't think he's ever going to be a regular, and I don't think he he, he has the the physical prowess to, to really be a clock forward player. So, um, yeah, like the transfer business, you know, after eight games, it's still dirty doors. Like, but you know, you'd have to say that the transfer business maybe hasn't made as much of an impact as we all thought. It, their main strength has, has been, I, I, well, like Van Dyke, and I agree with Danny, Joe Gomez has been superb. I know he moved out to the right in, in the last game, but yeah, it's really, definitely really, really interesting. Points-wise, it's it's really close up there. So uh, yeah, I have my own little thing about Chelsea now, so maybe we'll get on to that later. But yeah, Liverpool will be up, up there, thereabouts, but City are still the team to beat, lads. I think that's pretty clear, like. I mean, I can't say I, you know, agree 100% with like some of the pessimism at Liverpool. I think one thing we're certainly missing is that drive from that that second three. Um, like, in effect, we've lost three players from last season. Chan's gone. Um, Oxley Chamberlain's out pretty much forever by the sounds of it from that knee injury. Um, and Coutinho's gone. So you're lacking that spark. And I think Dan's right. I think maybe the time is to perhaps shift the formation slightly. Um, Lallana's to come back in there's the, there's the January transfer window I did actually want us to sign one extra player I, I, I did think we were a little bit light going in in terms of creative players behind the front three obviously the Fakir deal fell through but the fact that they had Fakir wrapped up in a bow you know and had a medical that got that far progressed surely that 
showed that there was a need for a creative player or a need for yeah. somebody else. And the fact that he didn't actually go and get anybody, you know, Pulisic was, was rumoured to be available. God knows if that's true or not. But, you know, there was clearly a need there. And I'm looking at it. Cater was a bit of a gamble. I think Cater's been good, but the expectation on him is, is sky high. Um, Cater's been okay. Not, not great, okay. Um, and I was a little bit disappointed. It's the first time I've ever looked at Klopp's team since he's been Liverpool manager, especially in the last two seasons. Of, well, you've, you've got that completely wrong because they looked exhausted against Napoli. They, they, they looked all over the place. They couldn't string two passes together. And it was pretty much the same forward six that played. I know, um, I know obviously... Um, Cater didn't start but um, it's just they, they, they look like they're lacking something Henderson, as you say Henderson's a hard worker Wijnaldum's a hard worker that, that, but you, you need you need a little bit of spark from that second three and maybe he should be, be looking at mixing things up slightly uh, to try and bring it forward but that being said you know it's the best start to a Premier League season we've ever had so you know it's it's, it's quite hard to criticise isn't it you know it, it, it's really hard to criticise we've actually got I couldn't believe it we've actually got two more goals um, this season than at this stage last season despite the fact that the front three aren't firing so I, I don't think there's, there's, re- there's reasons to be too negative I think some players are still to come in and, and, and hit the form hopefully Lalana is going to come in and, and do something um, I, I would be very surprised if we didn't sign anybody in January though I think that that is now required uh, looking at how tired the front three are looking at the moment but yeah I think um I, you're absolutely right, Peter. I think Man City are the team to beat, though, looking at it. I just I can't really see a weakness in them. And, and, and you know, the, the whole sort of the whole point of our investments in the summer was to try and sort of bridge that gap, I, am, I suppose. But it, they just, they just look, they look shit hot still, don't they, yeah, to but, be fair? Uh, come here, lads. I, I, one thing I, I, I was when I was watching that match, and like I, I, I agree, it really wasn't great. And like it was all built up, you know, two managers that don't take a backward step, and they both took a fucking backward step, but like. I was looking at it and I was actually thinking neither of these teams are as good as they were last year that's what I was thinking when I was watching the game I know City are missing De Bruyne that's massive but I don't I, I think Sané just the, 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 I, I love a left footer on the left I, I just think Sterling on the right and Sané on, on the left in his best form I actually think City I know it's without De Bruyne but I think I still think City are better than everyone else. But I was looking at that game and I was actually thinking neither of these teams are actually as good as they were last season. Yeah, it, it, it's hard, isn't it? I, I think City have shown, in a, a bit like Liverpool really, City have shown in patches, but when they have it, that top gear, they still look they still look almost un, undefendable at times. Um, yeah. When you, when you play games, that's the thing. Well, like, well, that's the thing, isn't it? It's a World Cup year, and I've, yeah, I said at the start of the season that that's going to have a big impact on a lot of players. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I, I look at the front three of Liverpool, and and they've all played a lot of games. You know, Firmino, Firmino hasn't sparked. You know, people talk about Salah, but Firmino hasn't been as as influential. And Firmino makes the front three tick, really, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So you know, he, he's really not You know, he's really not hit hit his top form yet. So. I think it'll be interesting. That they did it. As I say, it, it, it's going to be a really, a really close title race by the looks of things. And you know, if history tells us one thing about Liverpool being in a title race, there's always one team who's in just as good bloody form. You know, so you know, history tells us it probably will be a close thing. Like, well, let's chat about City then, because uh, obviously they had the draw at the weekend, and uh, I think it's probably fair enough that they sort of just shut up shop, Peter. Given that you know, we even had the the episode title last year that Liverpool can just go bang, bang, bang and hit you. Uh, Pep would have been looking at that, making sure that didn't happen again. And as Danny said, they could have had two pens, so it wasn't all bad. Yeah, no, it was just kind of the way I, I thought. I thought City played more football than Liverpool without being, you know, 
you know, brilliant. They kind of weathered that storm in the first 10 minutes. I thought maybe Milner, Milner going off kind of affected Liverpool a bit as well because he's been one of their best players this season. But, um, yeah, no, it, like, it's just common It's common sense. You know, I, I've often said, I, I think me and Danny kind of disagree sometimes, like, um, I always say, you know, like you, you can't play into another team's hands either. Like Liverpool are the best high pressing team in the world. So to try and constantly play it out from the back, although they still did it, they just kind of did it a bit differently this time. Um, he, he definitely kind of left his principles at the door for a day a little bit, Guardiola. Um, but, but you know, I still think they kind of played the better football. Um, no, listen, I, I always say you're up against one of your top six rivals. Sorry, they're up against one of their title rivals, really. You know, I think this game has more significance than the league clash last year because it, it was just another game to City then. Liverpool were never going to catch them or anything when, when, you know, that brilliant 4-3 game. And, and in the, well, I suppose Champions League's a different story. But I, I think he he was right not to, you know, not to play into, into Liverpool's hands. I think it was, you know, a lot of the analysis I saw afterwards showed how close Kyle Walker and, um, and Mendy stayed to the two centre-backs throughout the game. Yeah, that's right. And you know that that's kind of that's that's Salah and Mane land right there. Like so, you know, like when we talked about the Spurs game, we do we like we were going. That's just suicide. Like, why would you leave Trippier and Rose so far forward? The boys are just yeah. going to have a field day. It's going to be three on two all the time. And Guardiola was quite intelligent to to you know keep his back four close together. And uh, yeah, like they uh, dominated the possession in the end, and they're a slightly better team. Probably, I'd say, if, if the penalty had gone in, I'd say most people would have said, you know, probably deserved. Um, you know, they weren't, like, brilliant or anything, but probably just edged it. So, um, yeah, no, and I, I, that's kind of been one of my criticisms about Guardiola over the years, is that, you know, sometimes you just kind of have to say, look, I'm up against a certain team today, and I have to adapt a little bit. And he did it. And uh, a point away from home, uh, you know, against a, a team that you're going who are being billed and who will more than likely go on to be your main title challengers, uh, that's, not, that's not a bad result at all, you know. Mm. So basically what we're saying about City is that they're the best team in the league, but they're still not quite firing on all cylinders. Well, I, I, no, I don't know. Like as Anne said, like they're unbelievable at, at putting away the, you know, the Cardiffs and the Huddersfields and all this. They just, they just spanked them. They look like they're on a different planet. But yeah, no, I just, there's a couple, I, like, I picked them up so much at the start of the season. It was just during that game, and a couple of times I've seen them recently, I just thought they were a little bit off. Against Wolves, they looked a little bit off as well. So, yeah, look, look, they've set the bar so high, Sam, you know what I mean? And they still are. Like, Bernardo Silva's been really good. Looks like if he even he's come in, like, he's going to be the new David Silva. He even has the same name. They can actually give him the same fucking jersey. Like, it's, it's, it's really nitpicking with City, um, in a way. But I, I prefer... One thing I really prefer is I prefer Sané on the left and I prefer Sterling on the right. Then, you know, they had Sterling on the left and Mares on the uh, on the right this time. Um, I, I just personally think they look a much better team with, with Sané in it, if he's on form now, mind you. Right, well, still plenty to talk about, but should uh, should we have a game? Aye. All right, yeah, go on. Uh, this week, it's all about the Premier League 100 club. Oh, yeah. I was watching this on Sky. Uh, right, oh, God, there we go. He's going to win it. It's all about the Premier League 100 club. Uh, I've got the full list here. We're just going to go around. You name them one after another. And if you repeat an answer or if you give a wrong one, then you lose a life. You've got two lives each. Uh, let's go. Peter, we'll start with you. Uh, Wayne Rooney. Yeah. 100 yeah. club. Uh, Thierry Henry. Yeah. Um, Jermaine Defoe. Yeah. Peter Crouch. Yeah. Robbie Fowler. Yep. Yeah. I nicked my one. Um, 
Alan Shearer. Yep. Um, Andy Cole. Yep. Ah, Danny. Um, <laughs> uh, Jermaine Defoe. Uh, no. Mentioned already. Is that that one? Uh, so that's a life lost for Danny and uh, we'll pick that up towards the end of the show still plenty more and uh, it's going to get a lot harder I think towards the end uh, but let's crack on with the, the sort of look back at the season so far and Peter we'll, we'll talk about Chelsea then as you mentioned as good as uh, City have been and we still think Liverpool are going to be up there we didn't see this coming from them did we? No, no, definitely not. And uh, it's kind of really hit me over the weekend. I read a kind of very long-winded piece uh, on on the website the other day about how I think, you know, after the the events of the last couple of weeks when I I, I thought the City, or sorry, the, the Chelsea-Liverpool game, I didn't think there was much between the two teams. But I said it last week as well, best, best game of the season by far. And then they, they, they just... They squatted squatted aside Southampton pretty easily at the weekend. I just started to think to myself, do you know what? Why? Like we all said, this was going to be City and Liverpool, but why not Chelsea now? Like Sarri's given letting them eat cake at the at the training ground now. The players are happy. <laughs> I th- I personally think Hazard is going to have one of the all time great Premier League seasons. I think he's gone a perfect way from to 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 maybe leave in the summers after having his best ever season. He looks like to be in, in, in the form of his life. I think over the last five years, probably been the best player in the Premier League. He's just a different class. Uh, I, I know they have to, you know, they, they look a bit weak at the back at times. And if Danny Ings missed a sitter when it was nil-nil the other day as well. But Sarri keeps saying that I know we need to strengthen defensively. But like it's so easy to, it, it's much easier to strengthen defensively without the pressure of people making howlers or, or losing games or whatever, you know, it's something they can work away from, from a position of strength. Is it, is it a bit like Liverpool last year that, you know, there's so much fun going forward and they're, you know, they, they, they offer so much going forward that they can kind of, almost because they're, they're a little bit rickety at the back, you know, there's some space for them to operate. Yeah, well, I, I don't mean, I don't mean, to, I'm not, I'm not taking the piss here, but like, you know, the, the kind of really bad Liverpool would kind of, you know, mat up and, and, and Lovren at the back at times. I don't think Chelsea are that bad, to be honest. And uh, that, that, I'm, not, I'm not taking the piss. Like, Louis, I think Rudiger's actually a lot, a much better player than I thought he was. And David Luiz can be erratic, but he gives you an awful lot on the ball, David Luiz, a lot. He, he is a quality footballer, David Luiz. Mm. And you look at their midfield, lads. The other day they had, they played Barkley, who looks a better. I'm still not, I'm not going, I'm not getting caught up in the whole Ross Barkley played one game. He's England saviour shit that goes around. Sorry, and but um, cheers, you know, mate. Like, yeah, nice shot for that. It's, it's true, like you know what I mean. He played one fucking good game, and lads are he's the second coming again. But he he looks to be improving under Sari. Um, you've got Kante, um, being Kante. I. I Still, I'm mad about the positional change, but he's still Kante. And you've got Georgi Horgino in there. They had Kovacic on the bench. They had yeah. Fabregas on the bench. And Ruben Loftus-Cheek couldn't even get in the, in the, in the squad. Like, is there a stronger... Is, is, there, is, there a team, is there a team in the Premier League with stronger midfield, like central midfield options than Chelsea? I, I don't think there is. Um, Asquilapeta is solid as a rock. Alonso's the best attacking left-back in the league. Um... You know, Hazard, they probably need a striker in January. I definitely say they need a striker in January. But if they can get through to January um, and get another striker in, and you have to remember, and I, I think it's, I, I say quite often, it, it, it's very rare that teams win the Premier League without a lot, a core of ex- players who've won it a lot. That Chelsea team is dripping with medals. 
from the bench to the yeah. first eleven. I, I really, th- I think if they can just, I think if they can kind of get through to Christmas and be in with a shout, I think Chelsea will have a serious run at, at, at the title. And it, that's me. Like I would have, I, I was up until a few weeks ago. I was saying, nah, no way. Like they, you know, they'll play good football. They'll be entertaining, but they'll kind of be top fourish. Um, but now I'm, I'm really starting to change my opinion. I, I don't think Liverpool are, are are too far ahead of Chelsea, if, I, if I'm honest. Um, I still think Chelsea, uh, City will win it, but I, I think Chelsea have a, have a real part to play now. Mm. So, Danny, what's changed at Chelsea then? It's the same thing that always happens to Chelsea. New manager comes in, new fresh impetus, uh, new system. It's like they're, they're a club that are just sick of hearing the same stuff for more than two seasons. They just start getting bored with it. And um, it's been their problem for... Since maybe Mourinho left the first time in 2007, I think it was. Um, it's been 10 years of... They're just such a yo-yo club now. Um, Ancelotti came in. They scored over 100 goals. They were you know, they were just unbelievable to watch beaten, you know, romped to the league. I know they only won it the last day, but I think they won their last two games 7-0 and 8-0 or something along those lines. They just seem to be a team that they've always had a few players there that just seem to be able to upset the apple cart a little bit too much and they've a little bit too much say and too much power in um, how a manager does and they just seem to get bored a little bit. Um and maybe you do hear that the geniuses do get bored a little bit by um, if they hear the same stuff over and over again. And the likes of Hazard, I'd say he probably got a little bit bored with Conte. He probably got a little bit bored with Mourinho at one stage. He's more freedom now, Danny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Done. I know that's that's what I was going to get to. Um, yeah, this guy Sarri's just come in and uh, given him a license. Uh, I know we talked about it at the start of the season. I talked about uh, Hazard not. Not being at the level that, you know, goals wise, I think he's. I think I'm going to reverse everything I said. I think if he stays, if he stays fit this season, he could smash all his goal scoring records, whatever they are, and they're not, they're not records that he'll be overly proud of. But it looks like he could go to the next level this year. Yeah. My only worry for Chelsea is, and Peter touched on it, they don't have they don't have a number nine. They don't have a Harry Kane. If they had Harry Kane. I'd nearly put them as favourite, right up there as favourites. I just Giroud does a lot; he'll get you lo- loads of assists. Murata, if if those two can share that workload and maybe get fifth, twelve to fifteen Premier League goals each, and that's a big ask for two strikers, where one's going to be sub, one's on, one's off. It is a big ask. I know it doesn't sound like a big number, but if you're coming on for twenty minutes here and starting there, and you just aren't getting a good run in the team. If those two can come up with 15 goals each, Chelsea are right right in there, right in the mix. Um, this guy's come in, I think he's done a great job, and Peter's right in what he says, that if you're winning games, you can kind of work on the defence. You can do that behind closed doors, and there's no big scrutiny because you're winning games. You know, So if you make a mistake and you win a game, Alisson made a mistake for Liverpool when they, when they, lost, when they beat Leicester. Didn't get highlighted too much because they won the game. It's mistakes that cost points get highlighted. And Chelsea haven't had too many. So they keep plugging along, winning games. Um, you know, the game against Liverpool, I thought it was a bit of a 50-50. I thought Liverpool maybe just edged it that day. The games, I think, against the top six, or um, the top five, as Peter calls it, but I'm actually substituting <laughs> yeah. United out of it and putting <laughs> Arsenal in. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
<laughs> but um, I, I think they're the games that are really going to tell the difference this year. Usually, you, you could say, oh, if we, sure, if we beat everyone else, let's say you have another 30 odd games, if we beat everyone else, you'll win the league with 90 points. I don't think you will win the league with 90 points this year. I think your record against your rivals this year, um, more so than any other year I can think of, is vital. And I'd yeah, say, I'd, yeah, and you can see that in Pep Guardiola's thinking and Klopp's thinking, let's not lose this. You know, it's early, it's early in the season. If if Man City had gone, and I know we're talking about Chelsea here, but if Man City had gone to Anfield and won, I think a lot of people are going, all right, that's it. It'd be worrying for the rest of the for the rest of the league, and I just think that keeps it keeps them in it. And Chelsea are going about their business nice and quietly. Sarri's really playing down their chances of having a chance to win anything. But I think most of us that know a little bit about football know that in the back of his mind, he thinks if he can get the season of his life out of uh, Hazard, he'll probably leave in the summer. And if he does give the manager everything, he's probably the best player in the league. If he gives them everything, um, Chelsea are right in there with a chance. Right in there. As Peter went through the whole team, I'm not going to go through the whole team. They have quality everywhere. The keeper even looks good. You know, they're absolute, like they're yeah. World World Cup winners, leading the line, whole centre, uh, centre midfield. Jorginho looks like he's playing the Premier League for years. They've Ross Barkley, right, again, very good player. But if he doesn't perform well, they've covered that. Uh, Jeez, I sound like Peter here. Kovacic. Kovacic. Sorry, Kovacic. Oh, it's Kovacic. I didn't know it's C-H-I. So they've got plenty of quality to come in. And uh, yeah, I wouldn't be writing them off at all. As I wouldn't be, I, I do think the top three are a, a little bit of a level above everyone else at the moment. What you've just said there, though, Dan, about the, the, the record against your rivals this season, I think if there is going to be three teams going to the wire, the pressure is going to be immense. And yeah. uh, what, what, what Pete said then about Chelsea's experience in winning trophies, that actually could come in quite handy because I think that actually undoes Liverpool in quite a few situations that that group of players haven't actually won anything. Um, Chelsea's yeah. squad have won a, sh- a shitload, haven't they, really, if I'm being honest, and there's quality all over it. So they might have the know-how just to get them through in certain games, you know? Oh, definitely. Yeah, and we've barely yeah. mentioned the, the fact that like they have the world's most expensive goalkeeper there. And I think that's a good thing. That we barely mentioned him. Yeah, that's He's true. He's just yeah. going about his business, not really, you know, like he barely been talked about. He looks confident and all, like, but yeah, that's good. a good thing because for I know, I know, like obviously seventy million, he should be good, but like twenty three first time, like remember the way De Gea st- struggled when he came to English football first. Um, him just going about his business and and not really being in the headlines, I think, is is perfect for them as well. Like, yeah, yeah, that's a very good point. And well, Danny just said there that he reckons that the top three are kind of streets ahead of the chasing pack but well Arsenal are the form team in the league they absolutely smashed Fulham 5-1 uh, the weekend just gone and uh, well what they're doing is more than anyone could have hoped for uh, well more than any Arsenal fan could have possibly hoped for and yeah absolutely um, they, you know they great again at the weekend uh, I think he's got them Eamon has got them playing really good stuff going forward Um no, nobody's ever questioned Arsenal's, you know, sort of quartet that that quality they've got there. You know, Ozil, um, uh, Bumiang, Ramsey, and Lacazette. They're, they're all cracking players, you know. And the the, the, the team goal he scored uh, against Fulham was absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. Really, really gorgeous stuff. And um, I think nobody's ever doubted that quality. So I, I think perhaps the, the, the big challenge for Emily will be as the season goes on. If you do stay chasing, 
if they do stay with the you know with the running pack, are they going to have the right mentality? Because I used to look at the defense, and I know we've we've all spoken about it this season, but I used to look at that back four, and I if I was an Arsenal fan, I'd be worried about that defense for the rest of this, you know, getting you through a season. And uh, they've got two fullbacks there who just bomb on, and they leave so much space in behind. Um, yeah, they contribute to the attack, and there's there's goals galore, but. You know, you you talk about you know outscoring your opposition, but I don't ever think that that that's easy through. You know, you, you need a defence that can win your games, and um, I just think I said it last week. We'll we'll get the measure of Arsenal this season how far they've come when they actually play. You know, other teams in the top six. You know, beating Fulham's great. You you need, you need to do that. You need to beat these teams who are beneath you in the league. Sometimes it's it, it's been Arsenal's undoing. Um, you know, but it, it, I, I just think I'll, I look at that back four and you think, you know, Sterling, Sané, um, if if Salah and Mane are both, you know, in shit half form, the space that they give, unless unless Amy does what Guardiola does and, and shuts the gaps and, and tries to go defensive, but I don't know if Arsenal have got the right mentality, the right discipline to play that way under Amy. I think only time will tell, but, you know, you, you, you can't deny that going forward, they're fantastic. Did they look like they've rediscovered the verve again going forward? bit more positivity at the club as well. They seem a little bit more together. Um, I think uh, Lacazette and Abumiang, you know, they seem to sort of get each other and they're quite switched on. Ezo seems to have, you know, last couple of games stepped up a little bit, whether he'll spit his dummy out again and have a couple of quiet games, only time will tell. Um, if I was an Arsenal fan, I'd be absolutely gutted about losing Ramsey. I think he's absolutely superb. He's quite an underrated player. Um, I know people say he blows hot and cold, but, I think for an attacking team, uh, he does some really good, you know, uh, he does some really, you know, useful yards, runs some good lines. Yeah, he, he sounds like he, he sounds like you're just you're describing exactly what Liverpool need there with Ramsey, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they, they were rumoured to be after him in the summer. Uh, there was apparently a bid, but I mean, I know he's going to be a free uh, at the end of the season. But I, I'd be tempted to put a cheeky bid in for him in January and try and get him a good price. You know, it's, you know, twenty million pound bid. What's twenty million to Liverpool? You know, I'd, I'd, I'd definitely take him. At Liverpool, I think he'd be really good for our team. Uh, would you have him at Liverpool, Danny? Yeah, I would, yeah. Um, at, at the expense of Nabil Fakir, probably not, though. But I would for, for, for nothing. I think he's a cracking player. And I was only watching uh, the debate there the other night. And Craig Bellamy was on it, who's probably becoming one of my favourite pundits now. I have to say, uh, <laughs> I li- now I like his freshness, you know what I mean? There's no bullshit. Yeah, he's boss. Yeah, he's boss, Bellamy. Yeah, he is. He, he says it how it is. Um, yeah, you have to love him after the John Terry. Remember the John Terry interview? Mm-hmm. Just after that, and we all know what John Terry's like. I'm not going to get into that, you know. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, he he was. Uh, he's obviously uh, knows uh, Ramsey from uh, the Welsh connection, and he said, "Yeah, he's definitely going." He, he sounded like he, uh, it sounded like he knows where he is going, and I'd say if he's had a chat with Alex Oxley Chamberlain or whatever. Yeah, he might. He might think it's the right place for him. And Liverpool is a sexy place to be at the moment. Um, you know, guaranteed probably Champions League football for the next few years. Hugs and kisses from Klopp. Yeah, I definitely, <laughs> I, de- I definitely take him. I definitely take. Yeah. And if it, if it costs you twenty million in, in January, you know what Arsenal are like. Arsenal would take the cash in January, I think. Yeah, they would. I, yeah, I think that's what we should do. Rather because. Um, you know, if you, I, I would say if you were to, if you were to break it down to January, I'd say he'd be better than Fakir because Fakir, you have the whole, ad, well, no, but you have the whole like adapting to the Premier League yeah. team yeah. mid-season, yeah. whereas Ramsey could actually hit ground running. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. No, If you're if you're going for the title, 
uh, and you're lacking something from, from midfield, which we just spoke about Liverpool lacking. Uh, yeah. Listen, I don't think just Liverpool will be sniffing around after. No, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be after. Man United could do with looking at him. You know, yeah, well, there's so many number 10s, it's just not even funny. Yeah, yeah you, that's know. what United need. <laughs> it's the last thing we need. <laughs> no, <laughs> what about Arsenal then? Are, are, are we saying that they're back? Their points total is, you know, 18 points. The two points off the leaders, everybody that we've been saying is brilliant. They've won, is it nine games now in all competitions? Yeah, on the bounce. Yeah. Um, you know, I think kind of the two games they've lost might sum them up a bit. Chelsea and Man City, I think they'll continue to lose them kind of games, probably, as Anne said, because of their, their frailty at the back. But, like, you have to give them massive credit. Um and, but like, but you know, we can't be too, we can't get too carried away either. Like massive credit to them, and I look like a right mug for me whole. It's the top five thing now for sure. <laughs> but you know, like, it, it, like it was two weeks ago we were saying you copy and paste the comments from every Arsenal game. Terrible at the back. Their forwards got them over the line. I don't think that's a long term strategy. And um, I think no. if he, you know, if, if if he gets, he might get players in better, especially centre backs in. To uh, better suited to, to playing his his uh, his preferred brand of football, but um, yeah, no. Listen, uh, after a, a lot of bad, I think that's the it's the first time in 2018 that Arsenal have been in the top four, and you know I grew up oh with God. Arsenal being you know like through the whole thing of Man United and Arsenal's rivalry, and this is why I always laugh when people say about you know the free flowing attacking football of of Fergie. Wenger's teams always played much better football than United. Yeah, yeah. And the thing, the thing with at the end of the end of the era with Arsenal, even for a few years they were still playing good football, but they were, you know, had a soft centre. But by the last season or two with them, they weren't even playing good football anymore. So no. I think their fans are happy now that at least they're getting them kind of because that goal that Ramsey scored, that that's a kind of Arsenal goal, even though it's Emery's team, if you know what I mean. Um, so yeah, they're definitely turning on Lacazette and Aubameyang are, are, are both lethal finishers. Interesting little fact, actually, they came from Saint Etienne, and well, well Aubameyang used to play for Saint Etienne and Leon, and that's a most people that's a crazy derby. They fucking it hate is. each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a bit weird now that the two the two of them are, are playing together, and they, like Anton said, they're kind of you know like you remember we did the the strike partnership pod. They kind of remind me of like a, a Cole and York, like that they're running for each other all the time when they score. Um, I think Lacazette scored the other day. He was going over to the bench to to Babiang. Um, two players that look completely on the same wavelength. Um, they enjoy themselves, aren't they, Pete? They, yeah, hundred percent. And yeah. like I said, massive credit. But you know, I I can't just forget everything that's gone before the last couple of weeks with Arsenal either, because there there are still glaring issues at the back. You know, they were probably like. I think Fulham are the worst team defensively in the league as well. So I don't know how they're good goals. I know, but you know, I don't know how much we should be. I don't think I don't think Arsenal will be the only team to beat Fulham five one at the moment. It you know this season if Fulham don't completely change their game plan, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll, <laughs> might chat a little bit about them before the end of the show, but uh, let's talk about Spurs then. Um, well beaten by uh, Barcelona, well by Messi really, uh, back on last last Wednesday, and then just managed to get over the line against Cardiff. They're in fifth. They're same points as Arsenal in mind, uh, and they do have all of the kind of issues with the stadium and with the no signings over the summer. Should Spurs fans be happy with where they are, given all that, or worried about where they might go? 
Yeah, I'm looking at uh, I'm looking at uh, Tottenham, and I'm kind of thinking if I was to project the top four table at the end of the season, I might be putting Arsenal ahead of them at the moment. I just there's a bit of a spark missing with Tottenham, but uh, I remember last year we talked about Tottenham kind of perennial slow starters and uh, click into gear. Had a lot of players um, that went deep into the World Cup, and uh, if they can. Uh, if they can kind of refine their fitness and their form, they're probably well. They are a better side than uh, than Arsenal. They're just not hitting the heights that they that they were hitting last year uh, yet. But as I said, I think there's a bit of a World Cup hangover for them more so than anyone else. And all it takes is Harry Kane to just go on a bit of a streak. You know, they're they're doing okay. They're two points off top, and there was a crisis a little while ago. You know that. Um, they got beaten by Liverpool. They got absolutely mullered by Liverpool. They just had it. They, they just played really poorly that day. They're a, still a very good side with a really good manager. Um, some of the best young talent in the league. I just and I've been saying this for a while. I just think they're missing that little bit of experience. Not obviously with Larice they have it, but uh, outfield players. I just think who can you call on? Who's been there? Who's done it? They could do with someone a little bit older, a thirty-year-old in centre midfield that's maybe won a title here or there. I just, I just, I like the idea of that in one of my team. If if it was if it was my team, and I just don't see who Tottenham have to rely on at the moment. Uh, does anyone know if, if Danny, they, Do you know Danny? Like I, I, I agree. Yeah, Dembele is kind of the thirty-year-old you're talking about, but he's never won anything. But it's weird, right? Because I, I was amazed when I heard this the other day. I agree with everything you're saying, right? I think they are lacking a bit of spark. I, like, n- no problems there. But do you know that Spurs, this is Spurs' best ever start to a Premier League season? Yeah, yeah I saw that, yeah. 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 So it's like, it just shows. It's it's, it's crazy. Like it's it's, it's the, manner, the, it's the manner of their wins, though. You know, they, they played well against United for half for half an hour, but United yeah. should have been two or three up in the first half. Just scrape, scraping over the line. It's not like they're blitzing teams. Um, Cardiff 1-0, they're playing Cardiff against 10 men, Cardiff 10 men for 40 minutes. They weren't very impressive against Fulham. They're just, they were really poor. Like Liverpool. Yeah, the, games, yeah, yeah, listen, and again, Liverpool are kind of doing something similar and people are getting the horn about Liverpool, so maybe sometimes we read too much into it. Points win prizes, and we all know that, and if you look at the league table, there's two points between the top five, so it's 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 game ball at the moment, but if you just, if you look at, if you look again, I, I, I said it, I think Ant agreed that maybe it is going to come down to games against the big teams, Chelsea or Arsenal and Tottenham, you probably put them at the bottom of the list of who'll take the most points from from each other. You know, um, I don't see uh, I don't see Tottenham ever going to Anfield, not ever, but I don't see them going to Anfield, Stamford Bridge, uh, the Etihad, and winning there. They might get one draw out of those games, and I just I really think that this season, uh, as I said, more than any other season, it's going to come down to your results against the big teams. And I just think that's where Arsenal and I think that's where uh, Spurs will lack in comparison to the others because I just think they're just lacking a little bit of quality. And not much. It's not much. And I'm just talking overall package. I just think the other three will usurp those two. And I think it's a bit of a fight between those two and maybe United. United can go and and, and put a run together at some stage uh, for the top four. But uh, listen, 
Tottenham have surprised me on many, many occasions. Mm. And if Deli Ali and Ericsson and, and Kane all hit form together, and Lucas Moore, I think, is a very tidy player. Uh, who knows? But uh, I, I wouldn't rule them out of, of a title challenge because, as I said, they always get better as the seasons go on. They just look like they're missing that spark. But if it comes back, this two-week break might be a good thing for them if not too many of their players are uh, are flat out in international duty. Yeah, you'd think they might all just be feeling a bit of a hamstring going into this break, wouldn't you? But there's one thing about yeah. uh, one thing about Spurs though is, I mean, were they to fall out of the top four, and we play like for them playing in the Champions League, it's quite important if they want to kick on, if they want to start signing players, even though they never look like they want to sign players. You know, they could move into the stadium, be out of the Champions League, and then Peter, you know, with a Mourinho less United, you. You'd want the club really to be pushing everything probably to get Poch in, wouldn't you? And maybe Poch would be thinking... Oh, well, yeah, not, 100%. Well, you know what? Poch could be going, well, look, they didn't back me last summer after they promised me that they would. We're not in the Champions League. Yeah. United probably aren't either, but they're going to give me the backing and the money. Yeah, yeah, it, it's... Ah, uh, yeah, listen, look, there's no point in <laughs> kind of going over it again. I think, you know, uh, I think nearly every Man United fan would, would take Poch um, but, you know, he is kind of I'm kind, the perfect I'm kind of saying pro. From from like a Spurs point of view, because I know Carl is Carl is in his 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 waking fear is that uh, Poch leaves and goes to United. You know, he's he's, <laughs> he's really concerned about it and has talked about it for quite a while. And you know, yeah, no, no, you're, you, yeah, you're 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 definitely right. Um, if you know, he he's built up so such a reputation now. And it, not even Puck. I think it's the players. I think the eternal. I think the fear for the last couple of seasons with Spurs fans is if they don't make the top four, um, Puck will obviously. You know he's probably. Yeah, it would be hard to see him staying there if if he, if if they don't make the top four, um, and then also a, a whole bunch of their players as well might might head on like so. Um, actually, I I wouldn't. You know, I wouldn't say he'll definitely leave if they finish fifth because, I I think he's kind of. Yeah, I think he's he's quite happy there, and he might sit and wait for the right move because he's going to go to a big club after, like a really really big club after Spurs, and Spurs are a massive club in their own right. But um, I think, yeah, it would definitely increase the chances of him going to Man United. So that's kind of a nightmare scenario for for Spurs fans. But I actually think he's looked a lot more tetchy in interviews and stuff lately. Yeah, he has. Um, yeah. He, he, even how he's talked about his players, how he's reacted to the media. There's, there is stuff going on behind the scenes there, I think. I think he's done well to keep it under wraps a bit. Um, but I don't think he's as happy as he's been, obviously, for, for a multitude of reasons with all the uncertainty about the stadium and stuff. But, um, yeah, I, I think it's weird as far as, like I said, I kind of agree with Danny, but at the same time, there's a part of me thinking they have had their best season. Um, and on, on the other hand, you know, we, we all say our Spurs need more experience, but that team's been together for a long time. They, they should have a bit of experience now themselves. And I think they are very experienced now at getting results against the lower teams. And that's why they have the points total they have. Um, you know, like that, that they still have the, uh, the Man United game. I think 10 of the players had started against Man United three seasons before or something. So like, they, you know, they can say they should have signed more players, but that's a lot of continuous, uh, you know, a lot of players playing together for, for a long time. So, yeah, there's, there's, I, I, I've written Spurs off as well, so I'm, I'm kind of, if I had to push Kane to shove, I, I think they have more about them than Arsenal. 
Um, and listen, like it was only 12 months ago that we were all, we'd all probably agree that on their day, I'm not saying they were the best team in the Premier League, but I think we'd all say starting 11-wise, Spurs, that same starting 11 that's still at the club, if they performed at their best, they're capable of beating anybody. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a bit like you can look at it both ways. You can say they're missing something or you could say, well, they actually have 18 points and they actually haven't played well at all. Like, so, yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's, uh, it, it's, it's kind of it's, it's, it's tough to say, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's just have a quick look down the bottom of the table before we uh, go to Prick of the Week and uh, finish off the game. It's Huddersfield, Newcastle and Cardiff rooted to the bottom, but Fulham are in 17th and I think we all had high hopes for how they were going to play this season and, and it's just not really working out for them so far. No, no, they're, they're a funny team, Fulham, aren't they? They're really hard ones to call because um, they've got loads of individual quality and they look like they've recruited quite well as well in the summer, but... Um, they just they're shedding goals all over the pitch. I mean, I, I watched them closely against Everton the other day, and um, they were good going forward. I don't think they're, they're too bad going forward. So they might just have enough goals in them to get themselves out of trouble. But if they can't, you know, stop conceding goals, if they can't um, stop conceding goals the way they are, then they're going to be in trouble. There's no two ways about it. The I manager, also think the manager, know, sorry, the manager keeps changing the back four. They haven't had a settled back four. He's changed, gone to a back three, a back five. Yeah, it's never it's a good sign, is it? No, never it's not. Like yeah. sometimes you have to ride out a storm and say, "Okay, listen, right, this is my back four. You're my back four, and we're working on your shape. I'm working with you for for the next month, even if you get a couple of poor results, because you won't you won't survive in the Premier League." Uh, if you keep shipping goals the way they're shipping goals. Absolutely. Goal. Well, I yeah, think it's... Yeah, I know. They have done, but you can... You, you, I know, but you, you, can, stick, you, can, stick to, you can stick to a, a three or four or five. Yeah, you no, can't no, keep changing, changing because... Formation. Yeah, yeah, you're, right. yeah, you're changing the whole way a team plays just because you're missing. And listen, no one should change the way they play for Timothy Fontumensa. All right? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Let's be honest about it, you know. So, uh, so uh, like, anyway, there is loads to like about him. Like I love yeah. Mitrovic. I actually I know. think Mitrovic is going to give Mitrovic us. Is good, I think yeah. he's going to jump into the crowd and kick somebody. I think he's going to do something like Cantona. There's a bit of a Cantona. He looks a bit yeah. like Cantona. But and, uh, are they one of these things you really love and they go down? Yeah, he's only saying something. He's like 23. You kind of think of Mitrovic about of being about 35, it's don't true, you? Like, yeah. Think about yeah. like a, yeah, a journeyman yeah. striker. Oh, he's a brutal um, I really like Vieto as well. I think he's a great player. Shirley looks bright. Uh, Siri's been good at times. It's just they have to sort that defence out. Like that's, otherwise, that's the thing, isn't it, piece. I mean, the, the quality you just mentioned there. I mean, how how can you get relegated with that quality? You know, it, it, it it's ridiculous. I mean, I actually think one of the, the most disappointing players of the season has actually been Sigurdsson. You know, the um, the, the the young lad there. He's well, just not done it. Sessignon, sorry, sorry, Sessignon, yeah, it's the one, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's taking time to adjust to the Premier League. I thought he was going to come in and hit the ground running because he looks like he's just tailor-made, you know, he's one of these bombing on full, but I know he can play in in maybe the left-hand side of a front three as well, but he looks like he has a little bit of everything about him, but yeah, it's taking him time. He's only only 18, the kid, like, he's going to have a big, big future for him if he can just, if he can just kind of stay Stay a little bit grounded, not think that he's made it already. I think I think he'll have a massive future. Um, but not with Fulham if they keep shipping goals at this. They're, they're, there's only one place they're going, and it's down. Well, um, having said that, Danny, the bottom three are Huddersfield, Newcastle, and Cardiff, and they're all fucking dog shit. So uh, yeah, yeah, Newcastle get out. Yeah, Rafa 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 doesn't do relegation. 
You know, I know he did it before, but he won't do it again. <laughs> yeah, no. bad, that, that, that Newcastle team is wank, though, Ben. That, that is <laughs> no, it's, it's absolute dirt. There's no doubt about it. absolute dirt, but I can't see Rafa. Well, listen, uh, it won't be Rafa Benitez there at the end of the season no. if they do get Rafa. Like, I'll tell you one thing, lads. I'll tell you one thing for sure. You see, if if Newcastle go down and Fulham stay up, Mitrovic scores 15, Ooh, 20 goals. Can't even Rafa say full. like a right mug. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's a good point yeah yeah, yeah. it's a Fulham not Fulham yeah Fulham <laughs> yeah. oh is it okay. yeah, and, and uh, Peter just sorry Peter just while we're at it it's vocal not vocal <laughs> you know, he's not the vocal point of it, and that's that's been lingering for a year I've kept that one point for a year you got up your Kovacevic and fucking smoke it <laughs> 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 I'm not saying anything about pronunciation, boys. Yeah, well, right, yeah. Right, right, right. I, I'll just save my, I'll just save my uh, comeback for when Liverpool fans. And, you, and you, you know that this is a podcast, the only podcast on the air with subtitles, just for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and sign language, I hope as well. Yeah, and all that jazz. Uh, <laughs> right, we will have uh, prick of the week in just a minute, but first it's time for the end of the game. So uh, I've got the list of the, all of the players who've scored 100 league goals or Premier League goals, and uh, we're just going to go round. You'll keep naming them off. If you repeat one that's already been said or you get one wrong, you lose a life. Danny, you've lost a life because you said to uh, Jermaine Defoe when he'd already been mentioned. The other ones that have already been mentioned so far were Shearer, Rooney, Andy Cole, uh, Thierry Henry, Fowler, Crouch and Defoe, as we said. So, Ant, we'll start with you. Uh, Away you go. Uh, I'm going to go with Ruud van Nistelgimp. Did he? I think he scored 99, no? Oh, you're right. Sorry, I've actually gotten... uh, Ticked off the wrong one. That's a point off. Uh, Danny. Nah. Uh, Robbie Kane. Yes, indeed. Lukaku. Yeah. Is it me? Yeah. Um, Ian Wright. Yeah. Uh, Les Ferdinand. Yeah. Yeah. Harry Kane. Yep. Um, got a, country, a bit of a gamble one here. Uh, Frank Lampard. Yes, indeed. Gamble? Yeah, yeah. he's like third or fourth ever. Hey, yeah. yeah, he's right up there, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm just trying to think who's been said and who hasn't been said. Uh, Teddy Sheringham hasn't been said, I don't think. No, he hasn't. That's good. Um, Steven Gerrard. Yes, indeed. Very good. Uh, Michael Owen. Michael Owen's there as well, yeah. Uh, I'm just trying to think who's been said. Sergio Aguero. Yeah, that's the top ten done now, lads. Yeah, uh, me. Yeah, it's Peter. Um, man, uh, Dwight York. Dwight York's there as well. Yeah. Um, how about the L? Andy Cole. Andy Cole has no, been mentioned that. already. You're gone. No, no. Two lives gone. Two lives have gone. Me there for the L. Uh, all right, uh, Danny. You've uh, got one life now, you need to get this. Dion Dublin. Dion Dublin's there, very good. Uh, Latis. Man, Latis is there, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I just don't know who's been said. <laughs> do, 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 do. Stop stalling while you type, Danny. I'm not talking about it. The full list in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> I had it up for the last half an hour, you man. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, let me just think. 
I, I, it's not right. I'm going to say Stan Collymore. It's not right, though. Collymore's gone, yeah. Sorry, that's it. Yeah. Peter, you've won us. Yeah. Would you want to just have another you, go? Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's still a few, for sure. Uh, Drogba, because I saw his show on Sky. Not Drogba's there, yeah. Do you think you can go the whole way, Peter? Um, I'll, yeah, well, who else? Do I, uh, well, Percy, that's, that's, I can't we tell you who Percy? else. Yeah, there's six good. left. Van Persie's there, yeah. Van Persie... <laughs> I think I've pretty much said the mo- G- uh, Jimmy Floyd. Jimmy Floyd's there as well, yeah. One, two, three, four, five left. Uh, oh, yeah, definitely, because I saw uh, Neil Heskey. Uh, Heskey, yeah. Yeah, and then there's got to be. Jesus, Heskey. Mid- yeah. Gotta be, yeah, I saw he's on Sky. Then there's got to be a few midfielders. So I said, Jared said Lampert. Uh, Paul Scholes. Paul Scholes is there, yeah. Giggs, because yeah. he played for so long. Giggs is there, and then one more striker, or two more strikers, actually. Anelka. Anelka, yeah, and one more. Bloody hell. No one's going to get this one. Um, Andy Cole. I, I would have thought. You said Dion it twice. <laughs> I, I thought. I would have thought. Did anyone <gasps> say Fauci? Yeah, you did, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, no, I'm out. I would have said Dion Kevin Dorn Phillips. No, it's not Kevin Phillips. Anyone? Kevin anyone Phillips for the last one? No. no. You're never going to get this one. It's going to shock you. It's Darren no. Bent. Darren Bent. No, uh, Darren, Darren Bent. <laughs> Jesus, yeah, Darren Bent. Oh, the hell, Hesley and Bent. Oh, my God. Uh, right, that's it. Well done, Peter. Uh, it's just time for Prick of the Week. Who have you got? Ant? Um, it was a big toss-up, but I think if you're going to nick the ball off your teammates at Anfield uh, and, and, and demand to take a penalty and then sky it, it's got to go to Riyad Mahrez, on it. You know, they're just still looking in the mercy for his penalty. <laughs> yeah, he's he's missed ten out. Of, what is it? Something like eight and ten. He has a shocking record. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. just stop taking penalties, well, man. To be fair though, I think uh, Guardiola's little face when the penalty went over the bar was hilarious as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe that was also moment of the week. Uh, Danny, what have you got? Moments of the week. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm gonna give it to uh, Laurent de Patra. Uh, one of the worst dives I've ever seen in my life. Uh, against Burnley at Turf Moor on Saturday. Uh, it was atrocious, that. Ah, it was absolutely just, it was shocking. I couldn't believe I was saying it. From such a big lump of a lad as well. Uh, it's an absolute disgrace. But uh, yeah, he's uh, my prick of the week. Fair enough. And Peter, who have you got? Yeah, I, I was going to go with Ed, the accountant, Woodward, because he doesn't have the balls. <laughs> but then I thought, and it's a bit tongue-in-cheek, I just thought that uh, Neil Warren, and Harry, <laughs> Colin and Harry Kane, yeah. and like, I I was actually shocked. I like I I went whatever I went I went looking for news last night and it came up card of fail with red card of fail. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Did they appeal us? I was room. going like seriously. They're, they're, I was actually thinking the right narrative. Like they're just like they must just be taking the piss, are they? That's quality. Right, can I can I throw one more in there? I know that I didn't think uh, this. You, you didn't do moment of the week, but what I had for my moment of the week anyway was I don't know if anybody saw Yarmolenko calling out uh, Ukrainian t- TV pundit for a punch up. Oh yeah, that? No? Oh, that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's a true hammer, isn't he? I was the ballier bal- bal- at three o'clock, Peter. I think <laughs> only you'll know what that means. But uh, anyway, ballier three. Yeah, I'll see you there. But uh, well, I. I... Just that that challenge in the in the Cardiff game was just magnificent, and I loved Warner coming out afterwards, going, oh, you know, "Yeah, I mean, he didn't try to kill him." <laughs> <You know? laughs> he's not it's only little cards. He's not killed him. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, 
Uh, right, thanks so much uh, for listening. We'll be back again uh, very soon. Uh, enjoy the Nations League. Just time to say thanks, Peter. Cheers, lads. Enjoy that. Thanks, Ant. Nice one. Cheers, lads. Thank you very much, Danny. Thanks, boys. Enjoyed that, yeah. And we'll see you next time. Thank <laughs> you.